Hi everyone, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me once more for another episode of Guane's Poetic License. The name is Guane, better known as Bafana Yandini, and it is a great honor and pleasure to have you with me uh, on this second episode of what promises to be a great show. Um, today's show is going to be a bit different than what I promised. I know I promised you guys... Um, different a range of different guests but i also did promise that i'll also dive into my own um works just to you know give a clear view of my own poetic process so i've decided that for this episode i'm going to read through one of my own poems um this poem is found in my um my book entitled Mama, a collection of her poems dedicated to the late great uh, Claudimata Matebula, who was my mother. Um, the reason why I chose this particular poem is because I feel like I hid in this particular poem, I hid under a lot of uh, poetic language and nuances. I hid a lot of my emotions behind the walls that uh, poetry allowed me, behind the walls that poetic allowed poetic language allowed me to hide under i feel like this was my way to process the emotion without being so naked to the the general public and i feel like this is a great uh, example of what i mean when i talk about the different poetic nuances and languages and 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 different metaphors used in poetic language so this is a great example for also my guests to 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 give them just a quick glimpse of what we'll be covering um, over the next uh, few episodes. Uh, the poem I chose is called Peeled Hope and I wrote this poem from the memory of seeing my mother being carried to the to the hospital for the last time before she lost her life. Um, I When I wrote this poem I had to reach uh, deep down to bury thoughts and emotion to one of the hardest day of my life um, when I had to you know call the ambulance for my mom and then ca- help carry her into the ambulance and in a sense accept the fact that she may not be coming back except the fact that this was the last time that she was being carried in out of the house and into that ambulance so yeah what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read through the whole poem and then come back and go through it uh, line by line and explain some of the things I think should be hidden and explain the different emotions hidden behind uh, these words and uh, these metaphors that I have used in this poem. And it goes, <clears throat> Peeled hope. I know you're strong. In my eyes I have known no weakness from yours. I have seen a true display of strength in all you do, from lifting boulders reserved for those with bulging muscles to wiping every one of my tears, I have known you strong. As you lay in my arms, all hope precedes me, staring into the empty. I am forced to imagine the human you, the one whose ails nudged her and are visible for all to bear. I see all the sheets, all the shields, life forced on you, peeling off layer by layer, exposing mortal skin with bruised markings of all you have ever endured, and all the ways 
and all the weight I too left on your shoulders for you were battered without betting a lead all so you can remain my strength. Now I carry you just so you can reach your rest. Finally let your feet up in a sativa induced comatose and let pain be a story you once told. I carry you careful not to let any more skin peel off for every damage exposed be and beneath the, de- the epidemic is proof of your failing immortality. Hope of forever is now lost. Yeah, guys, that is um, Peeled Hope. A uh, quick disclaimer in this episode, there may be some sniffles and some tears, so just um, bear with me. Um, yeah. Like I explained, um, like I said, this poem was very hard for me to write. Even though I wrote it after the fact that, you know, after my mother had passed, it was, I wrote it at a point where I was still dealing with the loss and still dealing with the emotion, the emotion and still trying to grieve. So, um, like I explained in an interview a couple of days, a couple of weeks back, um, some of these poems were my uh, healing process. I wrote them just so I can heal and, and move on. But this one, it didn't allow me to just write it and throw it away. It was with me, you know, reaching deep down into myself and into the pain itself. So um, I'll go through line by line, starting with the first stanza. Wherein I first say, I know you're strong. In my eyes, I have known no weakness from yours. Um, growing up, my mother was the biggest strength I've ever seen. She, the amount of pain she had to endure and the amount of things she had to go through just to make sure that her kids were well off. Um, to me, it was a display of superhuman strength. So that is why this beginning line, I say, I have known you strong. Even though she had weaknesses, she was human. I was. I never allowed myself to to see those weaknesses. I never allowed myself to um to accept that she is weakness. I always saw her strong. I always saw her carrying everyone on her shoulders, including me. So that is why in this first stanza, I'm just dedicating this whole stanza and starting the whole piece with um with an acknowledgement of her strength. I continue to say, I have seen a true display of strength in all you do, from lifting boulders reserved for those with bulging muscles to wiping every one of my tears. I have known you strong. This line um, is both is homage to both her physical strength and her emotional strength. In that, um, in the book, there's a poem called Imbagoto, which. Um, is an appreciation of what I seen my mother do in that she volunteered her her hands to go and build my primary school when they did not have enough money to hire you know people and 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 contractors to come and build the school but they asked some of the parents to come and you know volunteer their their hands to come and build the school and my mother as old as she was and with a deteriorating eyesight she went there and i saw her carrying boulders of rocks and pushing wheelbarrows filled with scrap metal and and all these other bricks and sand and that was a true display of strength strength which was um and in doing a job which was reserved for me men 
with you know with muscles and it's the emotional strength i've seen in how she was able to handle not just the pain but my pain as well she was the only person i could whose shoulders always felt comfortable in who i could go to her with any 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 problems and she would wipe off of my tears and she would comfort me she was the greatest place for comfort for me so in that the fact that she could absorb my pain in her arms showed her emotional strength <clears throat> i go on to the uh, second stanza i open it with um just a quick background of the second stanza the second stanza i wrote after I called the ambulance, but while we were still waiting for the ambulance, um, my mother was lying on her back in her bed and she had started um, breathing uncomfortably. It felt like she was having a shortness of breath. So I picked her up and by her shoulders and I placed her, I placed her, her shoulders and her, her head on, on my lap just to, you know, to ease her breathing. And as she laid on my lap, I could feel her breathing coming, her strained breathing coming from her back, you know, like she was really having difficulty in drawing a breath. So this next um, stanza is is what I drew, is 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 um a depiction of that moment of hold, of holding her while waiting for for the ambulance. I begin the stanza by saying, "As you lay in my arms, all hope receives me, staring into the empty." I am forced to imagine the human you. Um, I think at that moment, holding her on my lap and seeing her with her eyes, she was blind at the point at the, at the time. So her eyes had always she she would always open her eyes, but without actually looking at anything. But you always saw life in those eyes. But in that moment, I could not, for the life of me, um, see life in them. She was just staring into nowhere, and you could see that. She was not present in that moment. I think this is when I had to now reconcile and come to accept uh, accepting the fact that this might actually be the last time that she, I was in her presence, and this might actually be the last time that I get to see her. Because when I say I am forced to imagine the human you, this was when I actually now saw that she was actually human. She felt pain. She went through life she had weaknesses which those which i had for the longest time tried to run away from trying to run away from accepting that she was human too so yeah this um this was very hard for me to realize and it was very hard for me to to come to terms with um i sing in the next lines when i say I am forced to imagine the human, the one whose ails nudge at her and are visible for all to bear. See, I was, like I said, I was forced to come to terms with her weaknesses. When I say with the ails, I mean with, um, with her pain and with all her weaknesses that came with being human. And in this moment, they were all, there was no shield, you know, to, to, to hide behind there was no love to hide behind there was no strength to hide behind this was all her and all her weakness and in all her pain i could see her and i had to come to the terms that you know she is human she's feeling all of these things i see all the shields life forced on you peeling off layer by layer exposing moral skin with bruise markings of all you have ever enjoyed and this part is uh, a double entendre in that um 
her skin had literally started peeling off because it had grown weak over the um the stage of her weakness of her sickness so as i tried to hold on to her arms some of her skin uh, started to peel off you know brushing as my hands brushed up against the skin here her skin started to peel off so this part when i say all shields life forced on you i am equating the skin to you know the shields that we're now exposing her moral self exposing the human hair you know the one who was um bound to the grave like the rest of us are so and in that um her skin just didn't just reveal her physical pain it also revealed that all the years that she had to toil and all the years that she had to go through pain and all the pain that she has to go through with when i say with bruise markings of all you have ever endured like when i saw the skin peeling off i went back to everything that i have ever seen her endure even after the moment i had made the, i came to a realization that i had to live for her and i had to do everything for her just as she done she did for me so that is what um this line means and i end the stanza by saying in all the weight i too left on your shoulders for you were bettered without betting a lead also you can remain my strength um for those of you who are either i've seen the the launch videos or you're part of the book launch and those who have seen the <clears throat> who might have seen the short film i did you'll know that um at one point in my life when i was 12 years old and i saw my my mother tried to to kill herself i knocked on on the bathroom door just trying to you know convince her to not uh kill herself and to not end her life and to live for me so when she came out i feel like she that was her saying i will live for you i will do everything just so you can live just i'll be your strength just so you can live and feel worthy because I really do not feel like I would be where I am today and I would have done the half the things I've done with my life if my mother was not there for all the times that she was. So I feel like I also left a weight on her shoulder in that she had to live to carry me, you know. So yeah, that's <clears throat> the part. And then the next two stanzas, this is when now the ambulance came and uh, unfortunately they... They couldn't get the stretcher into the house you know to carry her outside and she couldn't walk at the time so she she, she um they couldn't get the the stretcher inside the house so we had to carry her outside so because there was only two paramedics and i also had to help them carry her so i carried her on her on the shoulders until we you know we got her outside and onto the stretcher so this next two stanzas are dedicated to that memory and this is how then i paint painted that picture of that memory it begins by now i carry you just so you can reach your your rest finally let your feet up in a sativa induced comatose and let pain be a story you once told uh, in this stanza i am you know it was me saying as I am carrying her because I was carrying her to a hospital bed. I was carrying her in a place where they will administer medicine, you know, they can help her, you know, through the pain. So I was saying just so I can 
carry you reach your so i just so you can reach your rest and finally let your feet up so because i wrote this after she died after the facts it has two meanings it is a meaning of her reaching her rest which is the hope that she would still be alive and her going to the hospital reaching her rest and then coming out of the hospital and find me at a point where i'm now ready to to provide for him to to give her and to elevate uh, you know and to remove all the pain she ever had to feel so to finally give her the life that she had wanted for me you know to finally give her everything every hope she ever had so um when i say in a seducer induced in a sativa induced comatose this is when me i'm hoping that life that would come after the hospital this last hospital visit would be better than anything she had ever felt but since i wrote this also after the fact after she died it was also me writing it in the hopes that wherever she is now she is at rest you know none of these life problems that were holding her hostage have any power over her anymore um i wrote this in the hope that she is finally able to just relax and be at peace that's why i used the words in a sativa induced comatose because a sativa is a strain of weed you know so and weed is known for his for its or weed and or cannabis is known for its um its calming um properties in that you are high but your mind can find rest and and it's a calm high so it's a calming high and so mix that with a coma where a, a patient is not in be does not feel any pain it was my wish for her to be in complete stillness and in complete peace now where pain no longer rules over her so that is what uh, these ones mean so in the i close then the poem by saying I carry you, careful not to let any more skin peel off for every demis exposed beneath the epidemis is proof of your failing immortality. Hope of forever is now lost. So as I was carrying her, you know, and after the realization that her skin is is easily peelable and it easily it easily peels off, I carried her careful not to you know to brush up my my hands too much or not to drop her and then in the last line when i say for every demis exposed beneath the epidemis um demis is the for those of you who don't know demis is the underlying skin just and then um the, the underlying skin beneath your top layer and then epidemis is like your exposed skin the skin your actual skin so when I say epidemics, I mean your underlying, your demis exposed beneath the epidemics, I mean the underlying skin exposed beneath your actual skin is proof of your feeling immortality. So this goes back to the first two stanzas where I'm, I'm paying homage to her strength and then coming to the realization that her strength is fleeting. And then the last line is hope of forever is now lost. This, I think is important for me to say is, was more for me in that it was not her forever that was uh, lost. This the point where I wrote this uh, this poem. It was I felt like it was my forever in that my whole life I lived it and I had dreamed. I had dreamt the dreams I had in response to to her love. You know, I wanted to achieve enough just so I can provide for her. So my forever was seeing her live a life that she was trying to build for me. 
So when I, this is now when I came to, to you know, the acceptance, accepting that she is really gone, she is truly gone. And I will now have to find new dreams and to try and carve a new life for myself where she is not part of it. So my forever, which was held on by to her life, was not there anymore. So although my biggest hope is that she is finally at rest, I am also in a position now to now to try and find my own lane to run to find my own race to run because i believe that at the end she really did run her race and she really did finish first and she really did impact as much as she could to me which is why i'm still here today so yeah that is um peeled hope and I don't know if you guys noticed and but like I mentioned I hid a lot of um, my own emotion in 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 this poem because it was I wrote this like I said in a point where I was still dealing with the grief and um, my advantage was that I had poetic language you know to hide behind I had all these words all these nuances all these metaphors to hide my emotion behind without actually dealing with with um, and actual emotion so which is something i feel like um, a lot of poets do you know because we have this space called arts because we have this space to create we can create anything we want unlike writing a book where everything has to be uh, unlike writing a novel where everything is has to be described and everything has to be in detail poetry allows you the chance to you know just write your emotion in like a bundle up uh, metaphor you know I can write about stars while it's raining outside. I can write about the sun shining while while my own emotions have me imprisoned in like in in, in the dark forest, you know. So um, which is why I had now come up with the idea, you know, to do this piece just to, you know, to give you a glimpse, to give the audience a glimpse into the whole process of writing poetry. You don't need to to be a writer to understand all of this that, you know, poets go through. So, I hope you enjoyed that uh, segment, and it's something I hope you'll look forward to in some of the the poets that will join me in 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 all of this exploration, in exploration, in exploring all things poetic and all things emotion. You know that we'll be dealing with in the coming weeks. So, yeah, I hope you join me, and I promise the next episode we we'll definitely have a guest lined up. I'm telling you, this person is brilliant. Um, like their writing has me, you know, it inspires me so much that I know that they hide. They also hide a, a lot of their own emotion under the, the words and 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 the language that they use. So I hope you all are ready to to join me next week in in exploring um, with this uh, with this poet that we have lined up. So yeah, thank you for joining me. Remember. Love with and love people. Kwane.